Hello and welcome back to the world of psychology. Mental accounting or how your self-regulation strategy can be used against you. Let's begin with a classical experiment by Nobel Prize winners Tversky and Kahneman. Imagine that you have decided to go to the cinema. You already paid your $10 ticket several days ago. But when you enter the cinema and you look for the ticket in your wallet, you have to realize, damn, I lost the ticket. So what would you do? Would you buy another ticket? Or would you say, no, my budget is, I don't have the money. If I buy it, I, I spent $20 for that movie. Now compare this scenario with a slightly changed version. And this time imagine that you decided to go to the cinema as well. But this time you haven't already bought the ticket. This time you enter the cinema and you want to buy the $10 ticket right before the movie starts. But before you can buy the ticket you realize, damn. I lost a $10 bill. Would you buy the ticket anyway? If you are similar to the participants from the study by Tversky and Kahneman, your willingness to buy the ticket in spite of the $10 loss should be much bigger in the condition in which you lost a $10 bill instead of the $10 ticket. In fact, in the study from Tversky and Kahneman in which 383 participants took part, 88% were willing to buy a ticket when they lost the $10 bill and only 46% were willing to buy another ticket when they originally lost the ticket. From a purely rational economic point of view, this result is really surprising because in both conditions you obviously really want to visit the cinema and in both conditions you lose an amount of $10. So what's going on? Tversky and Kahneman explain these results with mental accounting. It means that for different areas of life, we have different mental accounts. So for example, there's a mental account for education, entertainment, the $10 ticket for the cinema obviously belongs to the entertainment account, but there's certainly also an account for things related to our workplace or a mental account for our next holidays. So there are different mental accounts and the first reason why we have these mental accounts seems to be self-regulation. So uh, think about the cinema scenario. You lost the $10 ticket and now there is a minus of $10 in your entertainment account. And as you don't want to spend too much money on entertainment, you say to yourself, no, if I buy a second ticket, I will lose all in all $20. That's, that's not acceptable. I need the money for other accounts. 
Whereas when you just lose the $10 bill, it's just not clear to which mental account this minus should be counted to. So maybe on a subconscious level you might say, um, well, the loss of the $10 mean that tomorrow I can't have my regular food delivery. I will have to cook on my own to save the money. So mental accounting can be used for self-regulation, for example, if you want to follow long-term goals. Think of saving money for your next holidays, for example. Maybe you even have a piggy bank for this single account in which you put all the money that you will need for this special holidays. On the other hand, mental accounting can also be used against us. For example, by advertisers or sales assistants. How is this possible? Think of the following scenario. The days are getting colder and you definitely need a new winter jacket. And therefore you go to a clothing store and luckily it doesn't take very long until you find a suitable winter jacket. There's also a fantastic leather jacket that catched your eye, but as you already decided for this winter jacket, which you really need, um, you can't afford to buy this leather jacket. Your clothing account would go bankrupt. So you're already heading for the checkout when suddenly the sales assistant tells you, well, I saw that you were interested in this leather jacket. It would be a great choice. It would really suit you very well. Of course, you know, she just wants to make a sale. So you say, no, no, I, I already bought this winter jacket. Uh, there's no money left. But she says, knowing of your mental accounts, yeah, of course, I see. But you know the winter jacket, it's, it's really great. And you need this for the winter, but with this leather jacket, you know, you could impress your friends. Um, I think the girls would love to see you in that. So what is she doing? She is opening two new mental accounts. First of all, prestige in respect to your friends. And the second account, also not unimportant for many people, the love life account. And maybe on these accounts, you still have some money left and maybe she really made you think about buying this leather jacket, even though your mental account for clothing is already low. Another quite similar strategy that is used by advertisers or salespersons when a new product is created is to sell the product in a way that it could be counted to many different mental accounts. So for example, a smartphone is not only promoted as important for education, for work and being connected to friends. It's also interesting in respect to playing and entertainment. So there are so many reasons for people to buy a smartphone. One guy might say, well, I really need it for work because I want to be able to answer emails all around the clock. Another guy might say, well, I really like to play all these little games when I'm bored. 
and that it's really effective to uh, create a product or service that it can be counted to different mental accounts was shown in a study by Jima and Soman in the year 2006. The title of the study was Malleable Mental Accounting. The effect of flexibility on the justification of attractive spending and consumption decisions. Published in the Influential Journal of Consumer Psychology. And in their first experiment, they had 120 students who were either given a scenario in which there was a minus on their mental account for food or a minus in their mental account for entertainment. And quite logically, when they were given the opportunity to spend $25 for a food delivery, those participants who had a minus in their food account said, no, no, um, it's better not to spend more on this. And those participants who had a minus in their entertainment account and were offered to visit a music concert, which cost 25 bucks as well, also said more often, no, 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 um, I don't have any money left on this account. But the group that was offered to visit a restaurant with live music, so something that could be counted to the eating account and the entertainment account, those participants much more often said, even though if they had no money in the entertainment account or in the food account, they said, yeah, why not? I might have no money in the entertainment account, but in this restaurant I can eat. Of course, let's go there. So as you can see, mental accounting can be used for both. On the one hand, self-regulation, and on the other hand, for rationalization of a more hedonistic lifestyle. And I think it's good to know about this psychological phenomenon. Because if you know about it, you might realize if somebody tries to mess with your mental accounts. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and see you next time.